All right. Welcome back. KVLA Talk 1580. I'm your host, Angelique Francis, and this is Living in the Sweet Spot. Well, we define the sweet spot here as the intersection between power, divine timing, and performance all to accomplish a purpose. And we discuss here how life and circumstances and situations and God, the universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it, uh, seems to conspire, works together to bring you closer to your purpose. And we discuss that with all kinds of amazing overcomers. Um, we've had athletes and activists and scientists and award-winning artists and writers and educators. And we talk about these unimaginable, these sometimes unexplainable life-altering um, occurrences, and we talk about them and we surround them with gratitude and we talk about the lessons that we've learned and that in all of that, we get this, this feeling of hope and we discover that all of that happens for a reason, right? That they don't happen accidentally, that many times they, they, we have these encounters that bring us closer to a purpose and in that purpose that oftentimes it really is about affecting someone else's life creating some change and sort of these miracles and these blessings for others. And so how we get there is part of the story. And so today is no different. I'm excited. I get to bring back someone who really had a really beautiful story. She was really excited because she just got married to a wonderful man, Eric Wilson. And we're going to talk to one of my favorite artists, and her name is Molly Wilson. Let me, let me just tell you a little bit about Molly Wilson as an artist. Molly is an esteemed Grammy-nominated producer known for her remarkable contributions to music of icons like Whitney Houston, Chris Brown, Drake. She's now stepping into the spotlight as a contemporary blues singer with her debut single, No Place Like Home. And you guys, she is bringing it here first. I'm so excited. This release is not just a song, though. It's an anthem of resilience, a journey back to the essence of home. It's called No Place Like Home. Home is where love and spirit resides. Released during National Women's Month, this single standard as a tribute to the blues artists who have laid the foundation of today's music is inspired by Molly's rich, creative upbringing in Chicago. And it's co-produced along her longtime creative ally, Ashley Ashley. No Place Like Home is a testament to Molly's evolution as an artist. Won't you welcome, I'm so excited to have you, Molly. Welcome, Molly Wilson, into the sweet spot. Welcome back, girl. Thank you. Gosh, that was so much. And, and I love it. I love, I love the, um, that everything happens for a reason is the platform that your show shares, because that truly is incidentally coinciding with what my life looks like lately. Yeah, it all happens for a reason, right? Even our meeting is not accidental. It is uh, not without purpose. It has been very special from the first moment. And um, I don't take that stuff lightly, neither do you. We know we are like, you know, sisters immediately, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you we not- just had a great connection from the beginning. Yeah, it's been um, really interesting. My uh, little nasalness. I don't normally talk this nasal. I've been crying all week because I had to make the tough decision to take my daughter and um, 
him have a higher being purpose and not be here in the physical. So I'm missing, missing his little physical presence, Juan. You're missing your dog. What kind of dog was it? He was a Shih Chi, Shih Tzu Chihuahua. And, and before I was with the Black Banker, he was, he was my, my one true love, my little road dog. So, yeah, that's where the sniffles are coming from, if you hear that. Well, you and I have shared something. I told you, I, I, you laid your puppy, you laid your little puppy best friend down to rest, and I laid my brother down to rest last week. So you and I shared that, that we are both emotional. But you know what? The tears are good. What did you say to me? You texted me. You said, let your tears. I make him a prayer since I was young. I cry out to God and say, okay, almighty. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I allow myself to celebrate and live in the... Um, mourning process because it's unfair to be hard on yourself when when you lose something in the physical that you're used to around but I really do believe that their spirits live on and they're here to guide and help and still want to see us be happy so that's the joy right and and honestly in this transition it's brought me closer to God and every time I've lost somebody that I've loved very dearly, my grandmother, my grandfather, my best friend, Carol, like it, you know, it brings you closer if you let it. Like You could cry and boohoo and let these thoughts come in your mind that are not going to help you at all. Or you could look at it in a positive light and, and be able to be okay with sadness and give yourself that grace. Without a doubt. And while, you know, while we're talking about that. Um, so sorry about your brother, that. Yeah, that yeah. Hit. But, but like that, you know, there's a couple of things I want to share while we're talking about my little personal story is that a friend of mine, yeah. our, our friend that we share in common, Donna. Donna. Donna Rostrums. Donna said to me, there's something unique about a sibling that's unlike any other relationship, and that is that you had a shared experience. So, you know, you can have one mother or father the same or both parents, but what you really have with a sibling, you don't even have to like them all the time. You don't have to, uh, you know, you the don't have to like them. But sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes it's so difficult, but you can't get rid of them. You can't divorce <laughs> them. You can't undo it. You have a yeah. shared experience. And even if you don't have the same perspective, the experience is shared. And so it is a difficult uh, uh, passing, but it is, um, it's, he'll well, always be with me. sibling helps shape who you are because yeah. God gives everyone a different, although you had the same parents, you had a very different experience. Exactly. We see things totally different. We totally see So when they see things a way that doesn't coincide with what you're feeling, it kind of molds who you are. Well, that's not me. That's yeah. you. Right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So this has been interesting. So I was listening since it's only been a couple of, uh, couple of weeks since he passed. I have all these messages on my, my answering service that I don't want to erase because they're from him, right? And a lot of them were distressful and because he's had a difficult year and I didn't want to erase them. And so I said, oh, I need to listen to them to decide which ones I'm going to keep. But I didn't want to listen to them over the last two weeks because they were painful, right? So I decided to listen real quick. And I just chose one yesterday. And I just pushed it. I was still in the bed. I had barely opened my eyes. I said, well, let me listen to them. Because yesterday was my birthday. And I missed him in the morning. Do you know the one I pushed? I hadn't even put my glasses on. I pushed one to listen to it. Do you know it was a year ago yesterday? 
and it was a happy birthday wish. And he said, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday, happy, 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 happy birthday. I love you, sis. Happy birthday. <laughs> well, he wasn't singing, but he was like, he was doing his best. And he was like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I just put couldn't. Put that on repeat, honey. Every time you miss it. I listened to it like 10 times. I could not believe it. That happened yesterday on my what birthday. What a gift. It was such what a, a gift. gift. Such a beautiful well, gift. Well, God gave me a gift. You know, for years I prayed with my great-grandmother, who I'm the namesake. She has hundreds of grandchildren and offspring. I prayed to see her in a dream, and I haven't. But God gave me a dream. And it, you know when you have those dreams and they're so real, and you wake up either angry or Dang, I thought I won the lotto or whatever yeah. it was. I promise you, he gave me a dream. And Juan ran to me in the dream. I was backstage about to go on for a show. And one of the guys is like, how cute is he? I'm like, he died two days ago. Oh, my God. But I was, you know, when you're dreaming, you're like, oh, this is a dream and you're just enjoying it. I got to hug him and kiss him and love him and. That was the first day I really got up and was myself after having to lay him to rest. So God gave me one again and showed me it was Eric said it was God's gift to say that he's okay and that he wants you to be happy. But what a gift. It was. It was so perfect. And we're going to talk about other perfect moments right here in the sweet spot when we come forward. All right, if you're just joining me, this is Angelique Francis, and we've got Molly Wilson joining me right here in the sweet spot. I'm so excited to talk to you about your your new song. You're launching your own solo career right now. I could not be happier. You have ushered so many other careers into uh, existence, if you will. You have made them better. You have launched artists. You have supported artists. You have made superstars in so many ways. And now you are actually blessing us with your own uh, amazing, beautiful talents. I want to talk to you about, um, before we talk about your beautiful, beautiful song that you're launching, let's talk about your history a little bit first, about uh, some of the artists that you've worked with, um, your journey, first professionally, then we're going to talk about your personal story. Let's talk about just professionally, what, what you've been doing over the last 20, 30 years. Well, it's funny because... Uh, I would have said 10. I would have said 10, but girl, you've been here a minute. So let's let's go ahead and be real yeah, about really the 15, Really 15 years. Okay. Like, you know, I, I was talking to a very dear friend who was my legal eagle for a long time. Um, and we transitioned our friendship from legal to, to friends because we both moved on to do different things. But at one point I had inked to deal with Clive Davis and, um, you know, at that point I was a bit older and, and I'd always um, done my research on how the money's collected because before anything, you know, I was taught, know how your money works before you do the service, know what, what it looks like. So it took me a very long time to get to the point where I even would say yes to accepting, you know, a contract. And, you know, at the time, the music industry wasn't really making any money. People weren't selling records and Steve Jobs had kind of devalued uh, the art of it by selling it for a dollar. So um, I got a call from Allison Finley and she said, Molly, we, we just got in a conversation. And she said, 
no one knows you sing. You've helped so many people in so many different ways. And no one knows you sing. You hid that. And so for me, I thought, wow, you know, music was in our family. It was just like making a meal, which obviously everybody knows I do that as well. Um, so I never really needed to be that star like a lot of people who I know who are celebrities. I was picked on in high school and didn't have any friends. That's a story of a lot of, and I know you can relate, a lot of artists that you've probably spoken to. I didn't have that experience. I had a great grandmother who I was named after. So from the time I came out, people were, oh, hey, little granny. People thought they knew me that didn't know me. So I was very cautious when I had to step into that world. And, you know, long long. <laughs> um, I decided to wait until the industry caught up on the technical side to put myself into a business as a business, as an art, because I didn't want it to break my heart as it did so many other people that I had the opportunity to create a safe space for. And yes, I'm Grammy nominated, grateful to have been a part of a record with um, Chris Brown and Usher called New Flame. and. Major shout out to Justin, who did the majority of the work, Count Jess and the crew chambers who pulled me in on the project. And so there are many projects like Little Mama and Lip Gloss. You can see me in the music video as the principal and, and things that I paid, played a part at. And, and everyone's like, you do so many things. Um, I think my gift was not being attached to what I do and to be able to get in where I fit in and where there was a hole missing whether it was coming together to help market future for his monster mixtape, which helped catapult him to facilitating what a time to be alive with Drake and future, giving them that place that was comfortable to record, you know, went golden a week with Apple to managing Carly Simon and helping her. It all came from, you know, what my grandparents and parents poured into me was to do unto others. And so this magical mogul that no one can explain, Molly does all these things, came from me seeing somebody and seeing myself in them and saying, I would want somebody to help me. How can I be of servant? So, you know, it's interesting um, where I am right now because I, I never didn't think I was going to do a record, but I also wasn't attached to the idea of not doing it it wasn't the time and if it wasn't with the right people. Okay. That makes sense. You know, so now is the time. Now is the right time. Now is the time. I've gotten all the signs. I laughed when I, um, when Eric and I transitioned our business relationship into um, an intimate relationship and a marriage. Um, he said, I can't believe you're not singing with that voice God gave you. And I said, <laughs> if God gives the desire to sing again after everything I know that comes with it, the lack of um, the um, contracts and people trying to shark smell blood about money and it getting weird where, you know, you have to work with friends and then it turns into a weird situation when the contract comes up. I, I just laughed about it because, you know, I, I'd been successful enough financially not to have to do it for money. 
So it would have had to be a desire that God gave me and poured into me. And when I laughed, instead of God gives me the desire, he started to give me the desire. And it started with that call with Allison Finley. And then it went on to a call with Mark Batson. So Grammy, my Grammy winning Mark Batson. So I'm very curious, um, before we play that song, I want to understand this song, this particular song is very bluesy. It's very mm-hmm. um, soulful. It's almost yeah. um, spiritual for me when I hear it. Um, yeah. Even gospel-y, if you will. Yeah. It's um, funny, I keep... You want to know why? Why? <laughs> yeah, I want to know why. Why? <laughs> Miss Chicago, Um, Roots. (laughs) I couldn't do this music for money or fame. I had to do it for a purpose. And God has been really great to give Eric and I both a purpose. And um, I come from gospel and blues roots. And my grandmother's sister had a church, Mount Bethel, that I grew up in. Got it. Okay. And um, my great-grandparents were part of a church with Nat King Cole and my grandfather and Uncle Brett and Papa played the blues. My dad is a musician. So we tapped back into that. And Eric and I have become what Mark says is the Ashford and Simpson. So we pray before every session and ask God to give us these songs to share. So when they come out, we feel the spirit and, and I'm glad you feel what we feel when we're writing it because for us that was that's the magical time when we first hear the songs. I had the opportunity and um, you the two of you came to Hollywood and uh, had a listening party and I had the opportunity to sit in a room with um, some very important people listening to your work. And I watched you sit with a piano player and some fine musicians and y'all were cutting it up. And then I watched him watch you doing your thing. And uh, I know you guys are still relatively newlyweds. But to yeah, but we've known each other for a right, decade. We didn't right. do anything personal about one another. I think that's a special thing. A lot of people say marry your best friend. Well, that's what I was going to really speak on. You have a partnership. You talk, You said Ashford and Simpson. You have a partnership between the two of you. And to see this fine-tuned machine working, right? Yeah, you have a love affair, but you have a mutual respect for each other that is clear. And to see, um, I mean, I can really talk an entire show about partnership and people working yeah. together in a unified, yeah. and you talk about equally yoked, yeah. And not just equally yoked in terms of a relationship, but a partnership in a purpose. I'm really, really, really proud of you two that um, when you work with someone that is fine with giving you and, and you can work in an ebb and flow. Right. And it's fine with giving you the spotlight and wanting you to shine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wanting you to really, really manifest your gifts. Yeah. In the most significant way. I was really, really blown away. I mean, I think I was um, almost tearful that night because I was really um, proud of you two as a couple. I have not always felt that way in my partnership. That is no longer a partnership (laughs) that ended in a divorce because I didn't always feel that. And I think it's unique. 
it's rare, and I'm really, really proud of you. And, I, and, and I'm really happy to say that. You as a couple, right? Yeah. Because no, it takes a very important, a very special uh, du- this duo. This would be happening. This, this record wouldn't be happening. He says I saved him because, you know, he lost his best friend of almost 25 years at, in which they had four children with, which are now ours. And um, he saved me because he yeah. saved me from myself, yeah. you know. I used to kid and say I was a rock star and I probably wouldn't have made it this far. And when people talk about Whitney Houston, who I had the pleasure of becoming friends with, and although we didn't see each other often, the time that we shared was so special for me because I got knowledge. She was the kindest, realist, you know, most genuine person and her heart was broken. And I know that if, I had reached the levels to which the talent that God has given me and the people who are so talented around me could possibly take me that I I may have ended up in a similar situation. And so, you know, I'm grateful as well, but I've had, I've been married before as well. And I've had, you know, as a young child, you know, and then also again, and, you know, I think the relationships that you're in in your life leads you to an understanding of who you are and how you should be. I haven't been perfect in every relationship. I got something that made me me. And that was a blessing to the relationship that Eric and I have, because I've learned what I won't stand for Mm -hmm. and what I need to cut out Mm -hmm. because no one's perfect. Mm -hmm. But Eric texted me when you were talking, Eric texted me when we were dating, you are a city sit on a hill and a light you have to shine your light yes. and this morning before our conversation that came up in matthew and our reading of the word and and I, I really do feel like there is a time for everything and so this record is um it's not me pushing it i'm not attached to any outcome mm-hmm. uh, and you know when i look at certain artists that say they're they're going towards superstardom and that's what they're manifesting I just want to spread a word of love and let people know that God is doing this. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for a husband. I wasn't looking to put out a record right then. I was still PTSD from COVID, stressed out, realizing who people really were around me, you know? Well, let's see. There's, I see something here. No Place Like Home extends beyond personal for Molly. It's a collaborative effort with Eric Wilson, your husband, your writing partner and your true love, making this project deeply significant in her heart. The upcoming music video and performances are set to bring a single message to life, resonating with audiences seeking solace and strength, returning to their true selves. Strength, why does this project, No Place Like Home, resonate and bring strength? In what way? Well, first of all, I want to shout out Ashley Ashley, who's been my longtime creative partner, who, you know, I've I've made some amazing music and really conceptualized who I am as an artist with Grammy winning Mark Batson, who's recognized for Anthony Hamilton, Alicia Keys and these others. But during National Women's Month, I decided I want to support this woman who we've supported each other and produce a song with her and, and 
bring in Eric, obviously he writes everything with me. But I think the significance of no place like home is not just a place. Where they say home is where your heart is. I mean, over the years, I told my cousin the other day, Instagram looks amazing. Looks like I'm Oprah Winfrey. It looks like the black banker is Tyler Perry financially. But there were times in my life for almost an eight to 10 year period where I only had cash in my pocket. But God opened doors and I was sitting at King's tables and I was able to, you know, hey, I have an extra room or I've got an extra guest house. And so the musical journey and the favor that God poured into my life was for me being able to find a home in New York with Rosie Perez and Maxwell and my dear friend Eric Johnson and Catherine Narducci and these people who came to celebrate my music and my shows in my early days. And so that's New York. And then No Place Like Home in Chicago for me now to be partnering in a studio, our Stonewood Midwest in Chicago, where we're, that's home, where I'm able to bring artists like Court of the Great and my cousin Zell, who's co-producing and placing music for Chicago, artists who have no hope out there because there's no industry there. So, and so for me, home is me accepting that I've allowed things in my life that took me down, took me down mentally and spiritually to a place where I didn't want to use my gift mm. or couldn't. I didn't have the heart. So it's no place like home is that place in your heart where you know you were before the world took it away, before all these pains and these broken relationships and these people who've done these things or for you who've you know done whatever to yourself to forgive yourself to forgive others, to find the positive. Oh, well, they did this and I don't really talk to my family. Well, guess what? Forgiveness is a big part of this song because you can remember all those things that your parents or your friends or your cousins or whoever said and did, but weren't there any good things about it? So if you're looking at the life like a battery, that negative charge taught you what you'll stand for, what you want to be or how you want to help. And that positive side is that no place like home where you you come back to that excitement that you had for your, whether you're a painter or you wanted to be a chef or how many people do we see nowadays that are coming back to their true love of doing what they're doing? So that's really what no place like home is. Well, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to play this for our audience. And we're going to do just that. We're going to talk about Earth Angel. We're going to talk about all the things you do with your nonprofit. We're going to talk about not just the strength and finding your place back home, the love of home, the, the forgiveness, the strength, the unique, the versatility, all the things that show up in this, this amazing song. We cannot wait to hear it. We're going to do that when we come forward right here in this uh, right here in the sweet spot. Get ready, everybody. We're going to hear for the first time No Place Like Home by Molly Wilson when we come forward. Okay, here we are. We're back living in the sweet spot with Molly Wilson. We're going to hear for the first time. Let's check her new single out. It is called No Place Like Home. Home for the home team. 
am loving it. Thank you. I did a long journey. I didn't let go. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is what's resonating with me. Almost, but I didn't. Did not let go. Wow. That is what resonates most with me. You know, you know, it's almost like um, mm. when you get born again and come back to God and you come back to the spirit that when you're a little kid and, and you and some people that I meet find their spirituality and God later in life. But it was poured into me as a young girl. And so sometimes you just got to get back to just giving it to God. And that's really what I feel in that song. So powerful, that spiritual mess up. You know, you did a long journey. What was, uh, tell me, I I get it. So you, you and Eric wrote the words to this? Yeah. Wow. Now that was, is that something in your writing team? Is that something uh, that you do together? Does he do most of the lyrics? Where did this, uh, is this? No, it's interesting. It's um, obviously I've been writing for a very long time and Eric is just jumping into it, but. Right. He's poetic in his business writing and in text messages got me when we first started dating. <laughs> okay. So he had a little gift. I knew he had a gift, but you know, his skills are just coming to fruition even more. And his dad was actually in the industry and something that he'd always wanted to do. But because we're such a team, sometimes we'll just get a glass of wine and play a beat instead of put on a movie and we don't play a beat without the recorder on. So we hit that mic and the melody always comes out of me. And with the melody comes some lyrics. It's like God gives me the energy of what the song should be about. And then he's like, ooh, ooh, that, this is what that says. And I'm like, yeah. And it literally just, it's like if you both knew how to bake a cake and you're just boom, 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 mixing it all up, all the words and ingredients, it, it comes together. But a lot of times it's me I don't have to think about a melody. It's like God just is channeling and gives it to me. If the if the tune is right and the energy is on the track and Ashley really put so much energy into these keys, it, it just, you know, it just all comes out. It's um so soulful and and um yeah. it is like a chant. It's almost like a war it's almost like <clears throat> a, a victorious war chant. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like this um uh, collaboration, but that it's this victorious war chant that I made it. And, you know, this other sense is that you have gone through this journey, right? And then you made choices. You made a lot of money. You made it, had yeah. a lot of fame. You got a lot of love from a lot of places. Made a lot, gave it all away, girl. I, Lost I, it all. Dumb decisions. Tell, tell me more about that in, within your journey. Tell, tell us a little bit more about that. No, it's funny because I've always walked like I was a child of God and that I could be in any room because that's what I was taught. You walk into every room with God in front of you. You ain't bringing God in the room. He's bringing you. I love that. No, 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 I love that. Say that one more time. (laughs) Well, you're not bringing. It's funny because Mark Batson said, thank you all for bringing God in the studio. And Eric and I really do believe that And we ask God every morning, Lord, use us, help us to help others. So he goes before us. And my my great grandmother, Melissa, (laughs) Neely Garrett, used to say, just put the good Lord, put the old man in front of you. And so that's what we do. But there are times on your journey where it's like the navigation. Oh, I know where I'm going after you hit the navigation. 
and then you get lost again. No, you should have stuck with the navigation. So there are times on my path where I thought I knew what it was and took myself into places and rooms where I shouldn't have been. Or, I mean, and I, everything happens for a reason. So God knows you're going to be in that room. It's going to teach you something. But everybody thought, I mean, some people say to me, oh, my God, I thought you were like a Jack and Jiller, which I didn't even know what Jack and Jill was until later in life. You know, we didn't come from money. My grandmother lived in a project style apartment for the elderly. And, and we, my parents were, you know, middle class and, and there were people in our family on welfare and we saw a lot of poverty. And, you know, there were a lot of things that I saw as a child, you know, when crack hit in the eighties, that was not cool. And so, you know, I, I don't talk about the tumultuous times that I had as a, a child as much, but I do talk about jumping from couch to couch to learn the music and to learn the business. One of the biggest blessings that I had was meeting Clarence Avant. And, you know, for me, the challenge was Jermaine Dupree and Dallas Austin and all these other guys that he was able to champion he wasn't able to champion me in that way because I was a female. And at that time it was like, you know, I'll help you. But hmm. so, I mean, I had people come into my life that helped me get there. And so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy journey. It wasn't, but this song right now says it wasn't easy, but I still kept my roots and my wits about me. Right. And my soul. Yeah, you still kept your soul. But this idea that we think we're bringing God into the room, God is already there. <laughs> I ain't bringing him there. He's already there when you get there. Okay? That part. I'm, I, that part. That part. All right. When we come forward right here in the sweet spot, we got Molly Wilson in the house. All right, Molly. So, you know, this is beautiful. I understand that you're going to take this, you're take your show on the road. I'm excited about that. I've been doing some fun touring and been guesting in certain areas with some legends. It's been really fun. Like what? Tell me some more. What you can, what, what's on your plan? Well, um, for me, it's about paying homage to people. And so I've been adopted by a lot of wonderful older blues musicians and women in the blues. Um, so Jackie Sackman, Lynn Orman, and some of those women who have just lived this life of the blues have introduced me to the Barbara Morrison Performing Arts Center, and that's in Compton, and, and Tim Morganfield, and all these wonderful people that I've met, like Eric Garcia and Mo Beeks, allowing me up on stage, just to jump up on stage with them has been just a Amazing because they're all legends, but I had this thing in my spirit after going back home to Chicago Blues first to tap into because I saw a need. They never made much money. They didn't get all the accolades. And a lot of our music comes from the blues. So tapped into Chicago, tapped into SoCal. I'm hit up with Drummer Boy, who's a major producer, and we're going down to Memphis. I hit up um, juvenile and all their folks down in New Orleans and I'm going to be headed down there so I'm bringing some sunshine and happiness and bringing my energy to uh, I believe is a movement that everybody should celebrate a lot more than they have and, and also raising funds with the Earth Angel Foundation to help some of these blues artists who you know can't even afford that they've given their whole life for music 
and can't afford medication. So when I say I'm singing the sunshine blues, it's also because I refuse to sing. I mean, as I'm writing, these sad songs start coming up. I ain't trying to sing sad songs and be sad on a tour like some of these artists who they wonder why they're so depressed and all their songs about he cheated on me or somebody already broke my heart and, you know, all that stuff. I, I want to sing positive songs about love. There are some sad moments in my songs, but there's always that positive, sunny, sunshine redemption. And so that's really what I'm bringing. So that's that's what we So Molly Wilson in the sunshine blues. Yes, honey. <laughs> that's what we're yes. calling it. That's what it's going to be called. That's what I'm calling it because, you know, the blues, you know, a lot of times you talk about you are your words, your thoughts and your words create your world. And so I see why a lot of these blues artists, oh, oh I lost my this, I ain't got no, I ain't never going to have nothing. Nah, this is about bringing that same funky, soulful, bluesy spirit, but with a positive swing. And that's, that's what we ask the almighty before each session. To give us as writers. Well, hey, we know there's power in our words, and the and Sweet Spot show for two and a half years is about the trials and tribulations to triumphs. We don't stop. Yeah. We don't come on here and talk about trials and tribulations. We talk about how did you get to your triumph? Yeah, yeah. Well, because, I got because we don't stop at the trial and tribulation. Okay. <laughs> no, because I've had a lot. I mean, I slept under the stairs at my old building, and when I left that partnership. Because I left making them a lot of money. I never took a dollar from my old partnership. I wanted it all to go to my team and I found out it wasn't. But when I left there, they spread rumors that money was missing. Mm. And so that really hurt me because I'd given 15 years of my life to help people in that building. And then I had to go, you know what? Sometimes people can't help because everyone can't go where you're going sometimes. Uh, right. You got to sometimes go where God's leading you and it don't have to be a nasty breakup. Sometimes like my partnership with Groove, I will always appreciate him and I will always appreciate what I learned along the way. But this next part of my journey was supposed to be the Wilsons. All right. Hunter. Hunter and Wilson, like Ashford and Simpson. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, we're going someplace, and uh, we are going, and it's no well, We're going like to go together, too. We'll tell y'all that later. <laughs> we, I can't wait. All right, when we come forward in the sweet spot. Oh, this has been so much fun, Molly. As always, you are so welcome in the sweet spot. Anytime, every time you get something new, I want you to come hang out with me and do I this. Will. Okay? I will. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, listen, this has been a pleasure. I can't wait to hear more about Molly Wilson and the Sunshine's Blues tour and everything that you're doing. We're going to end this show today with one more time. We're going to play No Place Like Home. But in the meantime, tell everybody how to follow you and figure out what you and Eric are up to. How do they do that? You guys can follow me at I am I am underscore Molly M-A-L-I. It's Molly like the country and Molly Wilson and um, Eric is at, at the Black Banker. But you can find no more or no place like home you can find No Place Like Home on all platforms Friday, which is March the 1st. 
Oh, I love it. I'm so excited. Um, you guys know how to follow me always. Angelique in the sweet spot for upcoming shows. You know, coming up next is Lyric Lounge. If you're listening on Saturday, if you're listening on Sunday, uh, you're going to check out uh, the doctor and figure out what she's doing and what she's giving you. Uh, always, it is a pleasure to all my listeners on the East and on the West. I love you. I love you. Uh, this is Angelique living in the sweet spot. So come on, check it out. No Place Like Home by Molly Wilson.